The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change, and when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn, yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. So welcome. Take your shoes aside, welcome. Welcome to the first workshop in the Speaking with Impact workshop series, a series of four workshops. Hey, Betty, I'm glad you can see me. A series of four workshops over the next four days, four lunchtimes, at least in my time, where I will be sharing some of my top tips in response to some of my top asked questions, if you like, around how to speak with impact. And um, yes, I can see that people are coming through from LinkedIn. Woohoo! I love it when the tech does finally work. So also, while you're um, being very chatty in the chat boxes, please um, let me know if it is lunchtime where you are or if, you've, um, if you're still eating breakfast wherever you are in the world. Perhaps you're having a coffee. Um, perhaps you're delaying going back to work after your lunch break. Just uh, let me know what you're up to. So for those who I haven't met yet, my name is Kat and I run a business called Impactful Presenters. It's also really important for me to let you know that I also work full-time for Ipswich City Council as the Manager of Economic and Community Development. Now, why is that important? Well, because I don't want anybody watching thinking, oh my goodness, I thought she was a, I thought she was a council. Where did she go? I'm still at council. And I'm very, very, very lucky that council supports me um, to have additional um, interests in fact, they support all of us to have additional interests outside of our work. So that's why this is at lunchtime, because it's in my own time. It is in my own time. Hey, Sarah, lovely to see you coming all the way from uh, Western Australia. That is awesome. And yes, Emma, it is lunchtime. I hope you're eating while you're watching. So again, using the emojis, if you give me a thumbs up or a heart, whatever is the appropriate um, emoji on your platform that you're watching on, because I am actually streaming this to Facebook and to LinkedIn and to Facebook in a couple of different places. So let me know, who here would like to be a better speaker? Just instead of giving me a hands up, because I obviously can't see you, just use your emoji and who here would like to be a better speaker? And who here would like to create greater impact in the work that they do? Whether your work is running your own business, whether your work is as a marketing manager or a project manager or any kind of manager or leader in your organisation, who here would like to create better impact and be a bit better speaker? I can see quite a few uh, re uh, responses coming through and that is awesome. I am getting a note that Facey doesn't seem to be working, but I am getting notes from Facey. So I'm going to assume that enough people are seeing it. So thank you, Emma. So I'm so glad that you want to make a bigger impact because one of the things that I've learned over my, I think it's now 30 years of professional experience and certainly speaking experience, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, 
is that the ability to speak with impact would be by far my most powerful and valuable tool in my professional toolkit. And it took me a while to figure this part out. It actually took me a while to figure out that when I was watching professional speakers at networking events or at conferences and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I wish I could speak like them, I thought it was about the experience that they had. I thought it was about the number of degrees that they had collected under their belt. And it turns out, actually, it's not those things. But let me explain. So some of you would know that I have been speaking pretty much all of my life in some kind of public capacity. In fact, I started speaking at school um, when I was in year eight and I joined the debating team. My favourite, 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 favourite role on the debating team was to be third speaker negative because third speaker negative, I didn't have to prepare very much and I just needed to respond and argue to what the other side was saying. In fact, my parents would say, well, that was perfect because I was a pretty good arguer. As I progressed post-school and into my career, one of my first jobs was actually as a character waitress at a place called Bobby McGee's in Melbourne. And we had to sing at the tables. So I've never been shy. And that bold, brash kind of over-the-top personality of mine has always carried me a long way. But what I learned was that wasn't necessarily creating any impact. It was just letting me make a fool of myself, really, and being okay with it. Then I had the opportunity to facilitate the monthly panel discussions at Networks here in Brisbane, where, to be perfectly honest, and, you know, Jodie Parker from Iceberg Events knows this story all too well, to be honest, when I put my hand up for that gig, I was honestly faking it. I just sat there and went, yeah, look, I'm bold enough, brazen enough to pull us all together, but I have no idea how to facilitate a panel conversation. So that ability to be bold, to be brazen and to facilitate those kind of conversations did an amazing job at increasing my profile and my reputation in the industry. But again, it wasn't generating me work. It wasn't letting people know what I stood for and it wasn't creating impact. What that gig did help, though, was help me land the very awesome role of being Brisbane's Chief Digital Officer for about seven years in the end. And as I stepped into that role, I was quite literally thrown onto stages to deliver keynotes, to come on after the mayor, to do all sorts of speaking engagements to essentially run part of Brisbane City Council's agenda. And again, in that willingness to hit a stage, to not be overly embarrassed, to just do my thing, I was perfectly fine and comfortable. But I really had to finesse my ability of structuring my key messages, of weaving stories throughout my conversations so that I could deliver impact. So I was all good with that on stage, you know, because you can actually look up how do you speak on stage, how do you deliver a keynote presentation, you can teach that relatively easily, but here was the key gap still for me. When it came to informing policy, when it came to getting some of those big transformational projects up off the ground, I was still struggling to connect and to land with impact. Now, my first job, and trust me, there is a point coming to this, but my first job was actually working on pre-employment programs for long-term unemployed youth, where 
every six weeks we would take a group of unemployed youth away onto a life skills and residential program. And I had the extraordinary fortune to be part of the crew who were training and debriefing trainee facilitators. I got to watch trainee facilitators in the toughest speaking environment there was be trained and be debriefed. So by osmosis, I absorbed all of this information about how to structure presentations, about how absolutely good memories leave, how to structure presentations, how to deliver key messages, how to take your audience on a journey, how to not be patronising and overbearing, how to connect, how to engage. And so as I sat after seven years of being Brisbane's Chief Digital Officer, still struggling with why am I not landing every single conversation that I'm having with impact, I realised I quite literally had the blueprint sitting in my hands, but nobody had tied it all together for me. I hadn't actually taken my keynote experience and my panel moderating experience and my one-on-one coaching experience and pieced it all together into a speaking with impact blueprint. Once I put all that together for myself, things started to change. I was able to not only hold a room and have everybody go, oh, yeah, she's awesome, lovely, but I was able to actually drive the change that I wanted to change. That's when I realised the ability to speak with confidence, with authenticity, with authority, with impact, was the number one skill that I had been lusting after all of my career and it actually had nothing to do with another degree or another five years of experience or a level of seniority or any of those things. It was my ability to hit my message when it mattered. So that's exactly why I created Impactful Presenters. And to bring it all back to here into this workshop series, when I've been asking questions from everybody around what it is that they get stuck on the most when it comes to speaking with impact, the two biggest questions come back as distilling my complex concept, concept sorry, into simple messages my audience can understand and overcoming imposter syndrome, feeling like I'm not good enough. And so what I've learned over the last couple of years in teaching this officially rather than just unofficially giving people tips is a couple of things is that when you can take on this um, ability to speak with impact, everything that you've learned up to this point in life, it becomes transformational. You know, like there's Matt Hodge from the Queensland Symphony Orchestra who participated in one of my Impactful Presenters programs. His finessing, he was always already a very confident speaker, but his finessing of how he delivered his message now enables him to get more people to understand classical music, but more importantly, understand the classical music industry and how to get new audiences. So what I want to do today is talk about how do you distill complex messages into something simplistic or maybe not simplistic but into something simple and bite-sized enough that your audience can understand it. And then tomorrow when we come back I'm going to talk about that overcoming imposter syndrome. How do you actually establish your authority, establish your credibility, um, calm your nerves at the same time in the most natural and authentic and not bragging of ways. 
I am getting messages saying that Facebook is not entirely working. My apologies. When you do see this, I will post the recording a little bit later on. But if you're watching, then you've got all the good stuff going on right now. So how do we distill the complex into something more simple? I'm going to guess, and I can tell by the people who are watching and the people whose messages I'm seeing, you don't work necessarily in something simple like, I don't know, toothbrush sales. You can't easily say, well, you need a toothbrush because you can brush your teeth. What you're trying to lead in terms of impact, in terms of change, is something a little bit more complex. And one of the things that we've been taught to do is to distill that complexity into an elevator pitch, into something really simplistic, you know, a tweetable, a headline, a something that can be just wrapped up in a quick pithy sentence well the good news is that's not how it works it's absolutely not how it works and the key thing that i want to leave with you today is that how you distill the complex into simple is by understanding the journey that you need to take people on we tend to think that we're at starting point and here's the end point and that we can take our audience there in one fell swoop in one conversation in one you know half hour conversation not so you need to take people on a journey in fact I kind of think of it as leaping them from lily pad to lily pad to lily pad until they're across the river so how do you do that well I'm going to use the example of um, small business education because I've been quite literally educating small businesses for the last 25 years of my career in all of the different roles and when I was Chief Digital Officer for the city, one of the things that we needed to do was explain how the digital transformation, it's a bit of a joke now that we're all online, but the digital transformation that was coming was going to transform and revolutionise how small businesses did their business. And one of the things that we were grappling with was that small businesses really weren't paying attention to the digital transformation message. And I remember having a chuckle at the time with some of my bosses saying, well, what messages have you been using? And they said, well, we've been telling them they've got to get online, they've got to use digital, digital transformation's coming, digital transformation's coming. And I just laughed and I said, well, small businesses, well, small business owners aren't lying in bed at night wondering how digital transformation is going to affect their business. They're laying in bed at night wondering if they're going to pay their staff wages tomorrow or if they're going to pay their own mortgage. So my point of that story in the context of how do you distill your complex message into something simple is understand where is your audience currently at? Or in the case of a one-on-one -on -one meeting, where is your listener currently at? And what is the next step? Only the next step, not the end. What is the next step that you can naturally take them on in a conversation? So I'm hoping it's a relief Maybe it's a frustration, but my answer to how do you distill complex messages into something simple, you actually chunk it down. You don't do it in some kind of cute advertising or marketing slogan. Instead, you just chunk it down into a multitude of conversations and you take your listener on a journey. Again, this is why... I've kind of landed on this realisation in the last couple of years that speaking really is the most powerful tool you can have in your professional toolkit. It is the one skill that will amplify your professional success and your professional influence because it is that ability 
to take people on a journey through conversation. It is that ability to introduce yourself at networking events. It's that ability to progress every meeting that you have in your workplace. It's those abilities that lets you create the impact that you want. Not how well you write a briefing note and being in politics, trust me, I've written a lot of briefing notes in my time, but I need to be able to speak to that briefing note, right? It's not about how many Facebook posts you can pretty up or how many um, Instagram posts or even how many media releases you can get out. Yeah, Sarah's saying, thank you, start working on the first step and then know that there's a string of steps. Absolutely. It's that ability to speak not flamboyantly, not like a TED talk speaker, not like a good politician, and I qualify that. It's not any of those things. The ability to speak with impact and with confidence can still be just as authentic. It can still be you. It doesn't have to be this over-the-top showmanship piece. But it is that skill that will amplify everything else that you do. Now, I'm going to guess that some people watching right right now, in fact, maybe even you, sit, are sitting there and saying, yeah, that's all good and well for you, Kat, but, you know, you've said at the top, you know, you've always been pretty bold and brazen and, you know, it doesn't really matter if you get embarrassed. Well, I'll let you in on a secret. I do get embarrassed. And particularly now as I have... I don't know, a greater professional reputation and more senior roles, there's more on the line. And so what I rest on now, and this is what I really want you to understand today, is that speaking with impact, speaking with confidence is a skill. It is not a talent that I was born with. My bold, brazen not shy, don't give a shit personality. Yeah, I was born with that. But my ability to speak with confidence, with impact, no, that is a skill that I have developed. And if it's a skill that I can develop, it's a skill that you can develop too. As I said, I just needed the blueprint. For all of my experience, I needed somebody to wrap it all up and give me the blueprint. And I created the blueprint myself. So if you're thinking, no, I'm just not that talented, I couldn't ever do what Kat's doing right now, bullshit, you can. You can. It is a learnable skill, a very learnable skill. And do you know how I know? Because I've taught people how to do this. And I have seen them go from knowledgeable but nervous all the way through to speaking with confidence and making their dent in the universe. I'm very aware of time. So if you have questions, please hit me up in the comments. I'm going to quickly check all of these messages that are saying, where are you? Where are you? Um, maybe I won't. Maybe it's all working just fine. Who knows? But what I want to say to wrap up, yeah, there's a few people who didn't get it. Facebook, StreamYard, technology, who knows? So if you've got questions, please ask them below or next to wherever, however the format is that you're watching this. 
And let me tell you about what's going to happen in tomorrow's workshop. So tomorrow, we're going to talk about a framework that I have finessed over the last 20 years. And it is now my absolute standing piece for calming my nerves, claiming my authority, overcoming imposter syndrome, and getting started on any presentation in a way that leaves me feeling confident and leaves my audience feeling confident. It is such a powerful tool. It is such a powerful tool. So please come back tomorrow, same place, same place. I'll sort out whatever the tech issues are and um, we'll do it all again tomorrow. So I have a question from Brenda on Facebook and she says, is it worth giving an overview of the complex issue or solution before you start providing a series of simple steps or suggestions when providing a presentation? Yeah, absolutely, Brenda. And in fact, one of my top tips for delivering presentations is to give an overview of what's coming up in your presentation. So you're almost, you're almost opening up the mental files for people to put things in. It's kind of like, okay, there's a, I'm opening up some space in my brain to put that piece of information in. The tip, though, is to not overcomplicate the matter for your listener before you start putting those pieces in. So, um, yes, you give as much of an overview as you can and then just take people on the journey. Of course, different contexts as well. Sometimes there'll be a stand and deliver presentation that you're doing. Other times it'll be over a series of meetings. I know for me, some of my digital transformation efforts while I was in um, while I was at Brisbane City Council, some of those conversations quite literally took the full seven years that I was there. And I only now hear stuff come back to me, you know. So be willing to invest in those ongoing conversations. Sarah asks, what would be the first step to introduce your topic, to give your background, give a tip? So... Sarah, there's a whole lot of answers to that question. I think my top one to, the, to that, though, is your first step is to understand where your understand what I call your WIFM, what's in it for me, for your audience. So what does your audience want out of this conversation? What does, what does, and what's going to keep them engaged? So if you can hook them in, if you can engage them with a, this is going to be useful to you because then you're going to get their attention, but you're also going to be framing your conversation or your presentation in a way that's going to be most relevant to them. I've now got messages going off on all platforms. So um, obviously there's good news and bad news. A number of people have seen it and a number of people haven't, but that's okay. The recording will be shared shortly. If you've got other questions, please pop them into the comments. I will be checking out, I will be checking the comments throughout the day and we'll be coming back and answering them either online or in tomorrow, Thursday or Friday's workshops. So what I want to let you know about for now is come back tomorrow. I really hope that today has been useful for you despite the tech issues. And come back tomorrow because, as I said, I'm going to give you my number one framework for overcoming my own imposter syndrome, for calming my nerves, for establishing credibility. In fact, Brandon, one of my Impactful Presenters graduates, said the, that particular technique for him was an absolute career game changer. So I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you tomorrow. 
If you haven't already received it, you might want to go and check out my How to Stop Rambling ebook. Now, the benefit of signing up for this ebook now too is that it means that you'll get email reminders of where of any changes to tomorrow's broadcast, given that there now have been those hiccups. So if you haven't already got that, it's the How to Stop Rambling ebook. It's a corker, even if I do say so myself, and I've just popped the link into the chat. It looks like LinkedIn's worked. If you, I won't even go into all of the details on where to find it tomorrow. I'll make sure that I update all channels. Thank you for joining me today. It's always lovely to talk to a live audience and not to just random screens. And um, I really do hope that today has been useful. As you progress through the rest of your afternoon and into tomorrow morning, just think about some of those complex messages that you've been trying to articulate and think about how can you, how can you take your listener on a journey? How do you, um, how do you chunk it down? You know, they, they say that that saying is how do you eat an elephant? One chunk at a time or one bite at a time. And it's exactly the same with complex messages. One step at a time. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining in. And in the meantime, here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you soon.